millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and today I'm going to talk a little bit about the return of POWs um, at the end of the Vietnam War, these were American POWs, mainly uh, US Air Force pilots shot down over North Vietnam who were returned um, from 1973 onwards and the psychological impact this had in America, and the cultural and political meanings that Nixon's administration made of these returned soldiers. Uh, Today I'm going to be reading From the Invisible Bridge by Rick Perlstein, which is the third part of a trilogy um, that that goes from uh, the understanding of Barry Goldwater in the early 60s to uh, exploring... Uh, the rise and fall of of Nixon um, in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, And this, uh, The Invisible Bridge, picks up in the second half of uh, Nixon's story. Uh, And it explores the rise of Ronald Reagan in the 1970s, from Governor of California to candidate for the presidency Uh, towards the end of the 1970s, when it was clear that uh, Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter were both unable to uh, heal uh, the great divides and divisions that the Vietnam War had created in in American society. Um, Rick Perlstein, obviously, is not the first commentator to point out there have been many, many generations of scholars on American history that have uh, made the point that a cultural civil war began in America during the 1960s, mainly based around the Vietnam War um, and the civil rights movement, uh, and that in many ways this cultural civil war that gave 
um, conservatism and liberalism in America, such distinctive boundaries, characteristics, outlooks and, and ideologies, is still ongoing and one only needs to look at the uh, identity politics that are being fought in, in America right now to see evidence of that. Uh, and there's a, a little kind of um, snapshot, a, a microscopic snapshot of these culture wars that can be witnessed in the return of American servicemen in uh, 1973. The returning servicemen were a, a visual uh, embodiment in the eyes of those who opposed the war, of the folly of the war, uh, of its uh, illegality, of its sacrifices, of its failings, and to those who saw um, the, the the war as having been legitimate, uh, the supporters of the Vietnam War, uh, or those who simply viewed themselves as patriotic, whatever the facts, the return of uh, American um, Air Force pilots and some uh, GIs and Marines was evidence of something good that could be extracted from the Vietnam War, something positive. It was, uh, in the eyes of some, evidence that on some level America hadn't really completely lost the Vietnam War and that some honour could be salvaged. Rick Perlstein writes, On January the 23rd, four days into his second term, which he'd won with the most commanding landslide in US history, President Richard Nixon went on TV to announce... We've concluded an agreement to end the war and bring peace with honour in Vietnam and South Asia. The Vietnam War was over. Peace with honour, in a phrase, uh, in the phrase the President repeated six more times. But it wasn't like 1945, when the end of the war brought a million people downtown to cheer, like Rico, the Chicago Daily Regular Guy columnists wrote. Now the president comes on TV, reads his speech, and without a sound the country sets its clock and goes to bed. He was grateful for it. There is nothing to cheer about this time, except that it is over. Mr Nixon's efforts to inject glory into our involvement were hollow. All he had to say was that it is finally over. This is telling. For those Americans who had um, supported the war, its outcome could not have been uh, conceivably um, dressed up or presented as anything positive whatsoever. And for those Americans who had always opposed the war, um, the outcome, the, uh, the war itself, was a mark of national shame. There were those Americans who were in neither of these camps who had for many years... Uh, been unsure about their attitudes to the war, and um, really anti-war protests crystallised quite late on in America's involvement in, in Vietnam. There's a significant number of Americans who exist in that kind of middle ground of, of opinion. That middle ground of opinion that in the last few years of the war could be swayed either to support far greater and more uh, robust uh, intervention in North Vietnam sort of to dramatically escalate the bombing. Those uh, the many Americans who could be convinced of the idea that if the war was to be won at all, it needed to be fought 
uh, all out in, in a far greater and more sort of savage uh, way than had ever been envisaged before. And then there were the and, and then there were the, um, the Americans in the middle camp who shifted more towards a desire not necessarily to see the enemy win, but to either um, resolve the war as quickly as possible so it was simply over, or to find some kind of compromise, some kind of middle ground, some kind of uh, agreement with North Vietnam that would enable America to exit. And it's that latter group that provide, proved to be um, larger and more demographically significant in terms of uh, elections uh, than anyone else. This is really why Nixon wins this enormous landslide victory uh, in uh, 1972, November 1972, and was sworn in again for a second term in January 1973 because he'd successfully been to China and pulled off an extraordinary diplomatic coup by meeting Mao um, and then later being invited to Moscow um, as the Russians worried that an American and Chinese um, friendship might threaten Russia um, economically and militarily, which certainly it would, would have done. So Nixon was able to pursue this um, policy of peace with honour all the time, uh, ratcheting up the pressure on North Vietnam with heavier bombing uh, in order to bring the North Vietnamese to the negotiating table. But it's really um, getting Mao and Brezhnev on side that is the, the kind of the, the magic formula um, to uh, cutting off arms supplies and um, logistics supplies to North Vietnam and making the North Vietnamese far more conducive to some sort of deal. What Nixon had hoped for in the negotiations with the North Vietnamese was a deal whereby America withdrew from Vietnam but the North Vietnamese were content to leave the South as an independent uh, entity. And, of course, uh, it became abundantly clear that they had no intention of doing this and would overthrow the South Vietnamese government as quickly as possible. But as long as Nixon and uh, his advisers could convince themselves that the South Vietnamese stood a fighting chance if they were um, continued to be equipped by Americans, then... It was possible for um, the uh, Nixon administration to withdraw from Vietnam, um, basically, you know, assuring themselves that the uh, Army of South Vietnam um, would be able to continue fighting, even though morale in the Army of South Vietnam was so uh, low uh, that the uh, men were. Uh, happy to surrender in their droves within 18 months' time uh, to change sides or to um, mutiny, to abandon their posts and to, to go home to their villages, which is uh, what tended to happen. Rick Perlstein also quotes Mike Royko um, of the Chicago Daily News as saying, It is hard to see the honour. Why kid ourselves? They didn't die for anyone's freedom. They died because we made a mistake, and we can't justify it with slogans and phrases from other times. It was a war that made the 60s the most terrible decade in our history. If we insist 
on looking for something of value in this war, then maybe it's this. Maybe we finally have the painful knowledge that we can never again believe everything our leaders tell us. The return of POWs was going to be a uh, ritual rather unlike previous um, military uh, parades and previous military um, acts of uh, public relations that had ended wars, such as the end of the First and the Second World War. Indeed, the, at the end of the Civil War, there had been um, acts of reconciliation where Confederate soldiers had marched through Boston and New York to cheering crowds, um, less so with Union soldiers occupying the South. Uh, but there had been some attempts to portray America as a, a unified and harmonious uh, nation. It was definitely an attempt to do this, but the context was completely different. The context was, was that these were men who were being freed from captivity, some with uh, injuries and disabilities, some looking decidedly unwell, some who had not seen their families for well, all who had not seen their families for, for many years. Um, the returning POWs, Secretary of Defence Elliot Richardson told the President, have dramatically launched what the Department of Defence is trying to do to restore the military to its proper position. The President, pleased, agreed. We now have an invaluable opportunity to revise the history of this war. And in that sentence, you capture exactly what Nixon was most interested in doing uh, from 1973 on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He was interested in reshaping and recasting the meaning of the Vietnam War from a tragedy to a triumph, or at least a noble endeavour that was uh, fatally undermined by a lack of will, by um, liberals, intellectuals, journalists, democrats, uh, and by the people of Vietnam themselves who clearly 
didn't have what it took uh, in the eyes of um, the right-wing commentariat to free themselves from communism. So 20 days after Nixon's speech announcing that the war was over, the uh, Operation Homecoming, uh, the uh, repatriation of POWs, began. Um, it began at Hanoi Airport, and it, were, it became a, a nightly news spectacle as um, the men were returned uh, in various waves and then flown to Clark Air Base in the Philippines. And what seems uh, abundantly clear is that the, the media message was very tightly controlled um, to chime with the ideas that Nixon had put over in his initial speech. These were the idea that uh, men were returning uh, as uh, men who had endured battle but were now in captivity um, were now returning to peace with honour um, and that um, each of the uh, public utterances by, or the majority of public utterances by uh, returned uh, GIs and um, Air Force um, flight pilots closely echoed this rhetoric. How much this was mere coincidence and how much this was um, uh, media management, well, perhaps we'll never know. But uh, certainly very few returning soldiers ever got the opportunity to be off message. From Clark Air Force Base in the Philippines, uh, the next leg of the journey was to Travis Air Force Base in California. The news footage uh, lingered on the food that the, the men were greeted with. Steaks and burgers and chicken thighs and ice cream and pies and all the kind of signifiers of American abundance that the uh, POWs would not have uh, been able to eat during their time in captivity. And again, in public addresses, the POWs um, frequently referenced God, honour, duty, country. Some men were greeted with bracelets uh, that had their name on them, uh, worn by strangers. Um, these bracelets had been uh, the brainchild of Bob Dornan, who was a right-wing radio host in Orange County. Uh, and in 1970, um, he had created the uh, Salute to the Armed Forces, uh, the Salute to the Armed Forces rally in Los Angeles, which was hosted by Ronald Reagan. He created the idea of um, bracelets um, to honour the soldiers who were missing and who were in uh, POW camps, um, and whereas vowed never to remove the bracelet until the man whose name was stamped on it came home. Um, of course, people engaged in all sorts of kind of myth-making and uh, superstition about these things that 
They, they imbued them with um, medicinal healing powers and all that, all that kind of thing that people tend to, to come up with. Um, but they were also uh, embraced by celebrities. Um, the pop singing duo Sonny and Cher uh, wrote, wore um, these bracelets on their TV show. Um, and there was the talk of once all the prisoners have been returned home of melting the bracelets down and making a monument to them on the mall in um, Washington, D.C. Rick Perlstein writes, When Captain John Naismith uh, arrived in his hometown, he was led to a billboard that read, Hanoi, free John Naismith. He chopped it down with a ceremonial axe. His entire community gathered around as a 53-piece band bled when Johnny comes marching home. A black POW addressed an undergraduate classroom at a black university in Tennessee. The students examined him as if they'd unearthed a a newspaper said, a member of a nearly extinct sociological species, American Negro circa 1966. He told them, we have the greatest country in the world. That made front page news too. One of the most quoted returning warriors was a colonel who noted all the signs reading, we love you. In a deeper sense, he said, I think what people are saying is, we love America. Another announced the greatest Vietnam miracle of all, that the POWs had won the Vietnam War. I want you all to remember that we walked out of Hanoi as winners. We're not coming home with our tails between our legs. We returned with honour. It seems as if the rituals and the performances, the, the, the acts that we can see here um, that were drawn out over several months were uh, a way of uh, finally acknowledging the end of the war. But acknowledging the end of the war in a particular um, political uh, frame uh, that uh, the end of the war was seen as something that was uh, inimical to uh, the, the kind of the greater, the overall uh, American story, a uh, story of greatness and exceptionalism and honour and purpose and duty where uh, God uh, had ordained things to be so and where nothing really is a defeat and a humiliation uh, and that the return of the prisoners was simply more evidence of the uh, the greatness uh, of, of America. And the uh, phrase that America is the greatest country in the world is reiterated and reiterated throughout this. But of course, this is not something that everybody believes. There were Americans who looked on at the returning uh, POWs, most of whom were uh, Air Force officers as war criminals, particularly those who had bombed North Vietnam, um, who had done so uh, by the letter of international law illegally in an undeclared war, um, had been guilty of crimes against humanity and had been rightly imprisoned um, for what they had, had done. There were even some POWs um, who returned, uh, such as the Marine uh, Edson Miller, 
who uh, turned his back on the crowd cheering his return uh, and rose and raised his hand in the Black Panther power salute. One of Nixon's oft-repeated tropes was that the war had not been in vain. It was very, very important for Nixon to reiterate that endlessly, that um, the soldiers coming home could come home with their heads held high, with peace and honour, and that the war had not been uh, a complete waste of time. This was not said for the benefit of returning American troops. This was said for the benefit of America's political class in general, both Republican and Democrat, who were keen for their decisions and their choices not to be seen as catastrophic errors, uh, which in many cases they clearly were. There was the naivest of hopes and expectations, not just on the part of America's political classes, but a part as well um, in uh, America's um, commentariat, that the return of America's uh, POWs would be the beginnings of national unification, that the country could come together again in the aftermath of the war and put old differences aside. Conservatives and liberals could learn to embrace one another again and to um, put aside uh, disagreements. This, of course, was fanciful uh, and clearly didn't happen anyway. And part of the reason is that uh, America's divisions uh, run even deeper than simply the Vietnam War. Um, they are divisions of um, age and um, demographics. They are divisions of uh, country versus city. They are divisions are based around uh, expectations, religion, uh, about uh, an introspective and uh, inward-looking way of seeing the world uh, against uh, a more cosmopolitan and uh, internationalist perspective. There are, and Vietnam was the uh, means by which these divisions become crystallised uh, and become far more kind of pronounced and, and clear. So uh, these things do not get resolved. Uh, if at all, but certainly they didn't get resolved by simply uh, the ritual of returning soldiers. Anyway, I'm going to finish there. I'll be adding some more content tomorrow. Please do to tune in. Uh, and if you can support us via Patreon at all, there's a link that goes with this uh, audio. And um, all contributions gratefully accepted. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 